Welcome to a special podcast from Finnegan. In this episode, Jeff Totten and Tim McAnulty analyze an order from USPTO Director Kathy Vidal, clarifying the application of general plastic in denying decisions to institute IPR proceedings. Tim, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Tim, what is this order from Director Vidal about? This is a sua sponte director review of two panel decisions denying institution under general plastics of two IPR petitions. Uh, There's a bit of history here. The petitions at issue were filed as copycat petitions to two petitions already on file by another petitioner. And these petitions were accompanied by respective motions for joinder. The copycat petitioner had previously filed its own petition some time ago. Those Original petitions or first petitions were denied under FinTiv, primarily in view of ongoing parallel litigation. Here, the panel denied institution, weighing several general plastics factors in favor of exercising discretion. Primarily factor one, whether the subsequent petition is filed by the same petitioner challenging the same claims of the same patent. And factor six and seven, efficient use of the limited resources of the board and the statutory mandate to complete an IPR within one year of institution. The director weighed these three factors differently, vacated the denials, and remanded back to the panel for further consideration. Jeff, there are some unique procedural facts about this case. What's the full story? As Tim alluded to, there's a complex history here that stretches back over three or four years. The IPRs date back to July 2020, when the petitioners in the uh, case currently under review filed IPRs against two patents owned by Bright Data. Bright Data had asserted some of those patents against the uh, petitioners in the Eastern District of Texas in 2019. As Tim mentioned, citing the trial schedule in that parallel district court case, the PTAB declined to institute the IPRs for these petitioners under FENTIV. That case went through a jury trial where invalidity was tried, and that invalidity case involved one of the primary references at issue in the uh, current set of petitions. So with that history, it was a complicated set of facts that was presented to this board Applying the general plastic factors, the board ultimately decided to decline to institute the uh, follow-on case, which was brought almost two years after the first IPR by the uh, petitioners. Tim, how does general plastics differ from FinTIV? Both cases are precedential decisions and both deal with situations where the board may exercise its discretion and deny institution of an IPR petition. Uh, for reasons other than other than the merits. General Plastic provides a list of nine bonding factors for considering discretionary denial of multiple or follow-on petitions. These petitions could come from the same petitioner or different petitioners, but they challenge the same patent. Fintiv provides a list of non-binding factors for considering denial, discretionary denial, where there is a parallel litigation. Along with Beckton Dickinson and Advanced Bionics, which set out factors for considering discretionary denial when arguments or art raised by a petition, a petitioner were already considered by the office. Uh, these three 
cases are the three main procedural avenues uh, for denying institution. So let's turn to the order itself. Where did the director differ from the panel? The panel focused a lot on factors one, six, and seven from general plastic. Factor one considers whether the same petitioner filed uh, earlier petitions challenging the same claims in the same patent. And here the, the petitioner did just that. The same petitioner raised very similar grounds in the copycat petitions that it did in its earlier petitions. So for the terms of factor one, it really was the same petitioner challenging the same claims in the same patent. However, the director explained that factor one must be read in context and considered with factors two and three from general plastic and expressly stated that factors one, two, and three only weigh in favor of discretionary denial when there is road mapping concerns under factor three or other timing concerns under factor two, like when a petitioner knew or should have known about prior art asserted in a subsequent or follow-on petition when it filed its first petition. And can you explain what road mapping concerns are? This is one of the bigger influences that led to general plastic and it being designated as precedential. It's a situation where subsequent petitioners have the benefit of earlier petitions, patent owner responses, or board decisions on the merits before filing a challenge. A good example is when a petitioner files a petition, it's denied on the merits because of a missing element in the asserted art, and that same petitioner files a new petition with new art filling the gap identified by patent owner and the board. The petitioner is road mapping its subsequent petitions based on what the patent owner and the board did in its earlier petition. In general plastic itself, the petitioner filed two petitions that were denied institution on the merits based in part on the board's construction of challenge claims and terms. The petitioner then filed five additional petitions based on new art in view of the board's claim construction. The board declined to institute those later petitions, noting that absence any restriction on follow-on petitions would allow petitioners the opportunity to strategically stage their prior art and arguments in multiple petitions. Why did the director find there were no road mapping concerns here? The petitioner here filed its first petitions in 2020, and the board exercised its discretion and denied those petitions under FinTiv in view of the parallel litigation, as Jeff explained. The, the board did not address the merits of those prior art challenges when it denied institution. It was based on the parallel litigation under FinTiv and the procedural aspects of uh, which forum was going to reach a decision first. Petitioner here filed the instant petitions in 2022 and filed copycat grounds of petitions that were already filed. It's typical practice when a subsequent petitioner is seeking joinder because new grounds can't be added to an existing review. The panel found factor one weighed in favor of exercising discretion because the petitioner did not include a so-called SAN stipulation when the petitioner could forego grounds raised in the PTAB in district court in the original petitions. The director disagreed. Uh, the director favorably quoted a recent panel decision in Intel from June 2022, and that decision noted that allowing a petitioner the opportunity to pursue a decision on the merits in a second file petition when the first file petition was not evaluated on the merits best balances the desire to improve patent quality and patent system efficiency against the potential abuse of the 
overall process by filing the serial petitions or the road mapping concern. Uh, the director also noted that factor one, same petitioner, same patent, same claims, must be viewed in conjunction with factors two and three. Are there new art and new grounds that could lead to the road mapping? Where there's no road mapping, uh, the, the risk or, or, or the weight of factor one under general plastic is less. And what did the director say about factors six and seven? The, the panel found that factor six, limited resources of the board, and factor seven, the statutory requirement to complete review within one year, weighed in favor of exercising its discretion to deny. For factor six, the board determined that because the petitioner was still filing two petitions against the same patent, including some overlap in claims, and did not provide a ranking notice, as is typical when a petitioner files more than one petition against the same patent, the panel had no guidance as to how or why it should expend the board's resources to potentially institute multiple proceedings, join and institute the, instant, the specific petitions. The panel also considered the earlier litigation that the petitioners were in and determined that if instituted here, there'd be significant risk the board would redo at least some of the work that was done in that parallel and concluded litigation. For factor seven, the panel noted that the schedule would likely need to be adjusted if instituted and joined. Uh, even the petitioner noted that some adjustment to the schedule would likely be necessary and would likely push review beyond the typical goal of one year for reaching a final decision. The director disagreed. Uh, the director quoted Cuozo to point out that the board's mission is to improve patent quality and restore confidence in the presumption of validity that comes with issued patents, and that outweighs the impact on board resources needed to evaluate merits of a petition. The director found that factor seven had very little relevance because the one-year statutory period can be adjusted and especially can be adjusted for joined cases. Jeff, did one of the parties request review of this decision? Uh, no, because this the decision under review was an institution decision, the interim process for director review does not allow either party to request director review. They are effectively limited to requesting rehearing by the panel who released the initial decision on institution. The interim process for director review does, however, allow the director to review institution decisions and final written decisions sua sponte. This is what the director did in this case, uh, reviewing the institution decision sua sponte without either party requesting that review. You mentioned interim rules. Do you expect the patent office to publish final rules for director review? We do. In the summer of 2022, the Patent Office requested public comment on director review, as well as the Presidential Opinion Panel and the PTAB process for circulating decisions internally before release. Comments on these three topics are due in late September 2022. We expect final rulemaking from the Patent Office after those comments are submitted. Jeff, what, if anything, does this decision tell us about the board's future approach to discretionary denials under FINTIV? It seems that this decision uh, confirms FINTIV's continued decline as 
many who watch the PTAB closely know the application of Fintiv has dropped significantly since the second quarter of the 2021 fiscal year. You can see this, for example, from the parallel litigation study that the PTAB released in the summer of 2022, which shows this decline in Fintiv's use to deny institution of petitions. Further, director guidance released in June of 2022 confirmed several situations in which the PTAB will not deny institution or fintive. We read this Code 200 decision by the director as further confirmation that discretionary denial uh, may be less favored by the board and discretionary denials issued more infrequently than they have in the past few years. Tim, do you expect to see more review of institution decisions? With the recent string of sua sponte reviews, I think parties should expect that the director is looking at at a lot of the decisions that are coming out of um, the PTAB, including institution decisions. And there's a chance, depending on the issues, uh, that the director will formally review, uh, especially if the institution decision touches on a discretionary denial. Okay. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Jeff. You've been listening to a podcast from Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. We've been speaking with Jeff Totten and Tim McAnulty. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan. Finnegan.